This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music focus show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill. I can't hear you. And Sorry. Thrill you because it's on the wrong setting. So just a second as I turn it back to oh, the sorry. other way. There you go. Now it's loud. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Get well, now over it's it. loud and clear. <laughs> a little it. bit lower might help. Get over it. So I am the vocalist for the dark alt rock band Ascent, and that is A S N T. No remorse for the helpless one. He's battled constantly, like a wartime novelty. There is only one thing on our minds. No need for confessions now, so let it be written, guilty as charged. Honesty is my only excuse. So, tear me open, but beware. Now the candle burns at both ends. This is the black that uncolors us. Stop to warm at karma's burning. Remember, misery loves company. Never mind, threaten no more bow down. I am judge, and I'm jury, and I'm executioner, too. Wow. One hell of a narrative uh, strung together with Metallica lines. <laughs> that is correct. It's powerful stuff. And a lot of them, because, I mean, I have all their albums and stuff, but I've listened to them two or three times, and a lot of those lyrics I don't recognize, because so much is going on, you can't really catch the, the 80s records, the, the vocals sound like shit, kind of, you know, I mean, as good as they are. Uh, and I, I don't have it memorized yet, so I recognize some, though. Hell yeah. Threaten no more. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I did really try to find some up lyrics, but, you know, they were just not for uh, the bands that I, I'm interested in covering. So this one was probably one of my darkest yet. But who are you? Oh, oh me. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, Professor P. Soup, uh, international rock and radio legend and amateur wildlife photographer. Oh, excellent. True. <laughs> if you know me at all, you've been subjected to lots of bird pictures and True. animal pictures. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. Here. Why not? Well, um, uh, in place of an introduction, I don't really have an introduction. I'm going to uh, offer a few lines of beat poetry, and you won't be able to see it, but a little interpretive dance. Perfect. Because, yeah, because... Uh, it will, and the the lines will explain why I don't have an introduction this I'll week. I'll interpret your interpretive dance. There you go. I'm afraid I have no words to speak For I was quite unwell this week I really was quite ill So I went to the medic and he gave me a pill A full complement of antibiotics With a kind recommendation of antipsychotics You're accustomed to the show sounding a bit unrehearsed But oh my droogies this one here will be the all time worst in place of the usual fun and frolics, I'm afraid tonight will be total bollocks. And thus it is the fault of an infected sinus that the show will receive a grade of F minus. Oh, what are you, Plum Pudding? <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. If we're already starting at F minus, I guess we'll just pack it in. And that just leaves for me to say. <laughs> we're just lowering their X. Exp- <laughs> <laughs> we're just i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying i feel it's my obligation to lower their expectations accordingly so that the i mean the casey jones would absolutely blush at the train wreck this one's gonna be i mean he would he would doff his engineer cap to me for this because i simply haven't had time to 
get ready for the show. So we're just going to completely, we're going to see what the uh, weight rating and capacity is of the seat of one's pants, because that's what we're going to be flying by tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> the no prep show live and unscripted and edited to hell and back. All right. So what's the difference? <laughs> You know, and we're ready. We are ready for the show. Tonight, of course, no, <laughs> right. of course. We confess. All right, we're 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 out ourselves that we just did winging it. Also, oh just yes. a few minutes ago, everybody of course. knows that. Yeah, everybody. So you know, here we are. Uh, you know, trying to just trying to hang loose in the cool spring night, and uh, with our beverages and our yes. rags, secretion rags. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you who has the copious secretion. You know why? Because you gave me a decongestant, and I thank you. And best of all, we got our. Coffee, 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 coffee. No sugar, lot of splendid, crazy, creamy, big mug. No sugar, lot of splendid, crazy, creamy, big mug. Now you know if. Can I call you Artie B? <laughs> you know, uh, if the listeners are thinking, what gives you the right to annoy me like that? You know, I came in here in good faith. That's right. Well, but listeners, listen, believe it or not, that's the actual quote melody from a quote song by, <laughs> by the quote artist, Megan the Stallion. And if it sounds like <laughs> the lamest hunk of shit, then you know it is. Uh, so, you know, we're here to spare you those things, actually, by playing some good music. And, uh, yeah, Megan herself, though, is one of the current reigning queens. She's not an indie act. Oh, no, that's not indie music. That's from one of the current reigning queens of the My Money, My Pussy rap genre. Uh, but, you know, those songs are so emp- empowering. Do you feel empowered by them, uh, Christina? <laughs> They're supposed to be so empowering. I, you know? I, I don't know. It makes me kind of want to clench my, my uh, nether regions very tightly together. All right. Well, Bird Banter, what are we talking about today? Well, a few songs that saved Bono's life. And you might be surprised. And here's the really beautiful thing. Again, we're taking some nods from our pals at Rolling Stone. You might be surprised by some of the bands. Now, I can't disclose all of them because it's a list of like 60, but there's something very interesting. Not only does he name some bands that he says saved his life in many ways, is he writes a little letter to the artist that I'm going to share with you. And it's really quite sweet. I didn't get mine. You didn't get yours? No. Did you get yours? Uh, no. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry, carry on. What a fucker. Carry on. That's it's not okay. Right. To each his own. <laughs> True. <laughs> to each his own. So I'm going to share a couple with you because I think they're interesting. So first of all, let's have you guess, David, if you can think of any artists that may, you know, be something that Bono considers a lifeline. Any guesses? I don't know much about his taste, but... Um... Well, remember, his roots are punk, right? His roots are punk. Um, he's from Ireland. Remember, you 2 really started kind of raw, if you think about, like, you know, October and Boy and War. So if you think back there, that might inform some of it. But again, because there are so many surprises in here, it may not help you. For some reason, I'm going to take one wild stab and, Do it. and name the police. Okay. Uh, that just for some reason, it just came to me. Based on their two sounds, which really aren't si- that similar, but I can see where, because uh, the timeline could be totally fucked. I could, the, the YouTube could have come out first, for all I know. But if that's the case, just forget what I said. <laughs> and we'll cut that, yeah. <laughs> if that's the case. No no other guesses, huh? Not one. Oddly enough, no. Okay, interesting. Well, let's jump right in then. I thought this would be interesting, because it's always... Because as everyone fucking knows by now, U2 is my favorite band. Everybody okay? knows, Christina. So, <laughs> as a result, I think it's interesting to see who inspires people who inspire us. Indeed it does. So, I thought this might be interesting. And there's such a fucking 
pervasive hate for Bono. I thought that this might actually allow people to see another side of him instead of the what they perceive to be arrogant, shitty, self-righteous stuff. This shows him actually paying homage to other artists. So, fuck you, haters. Here's Bono. Some of the artists. So uh, Bono that- gave the ego of the day off. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know anything about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to say it from the show. Well, does your ego take a day off? <laughs> I don't know anything about Bono. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the first ones is David Bowie with Life on Mars. Oh. Yes. Good one. Good one. So he says, he sends this to David's son because David is no longer here. Dear Duncan, when I hear your dad's song, Life on Mars, on the radio in 1973, I was hiding under the covers of my bed in 10 Cedarwood Road listening to a pirate radio station called Radio Caroline. I wasn't thinking about the question mark in the title. I wasn't bothered by the dramatic inquiry, Is There Life on Mars? The song was answering a much more important question when I was 13. Is there intelligent life on Earth? It was proof as far as I'm concerned. Thanks for sharing your father with so many souls like me, who he filled up to the brim. Word. So, I think it's interesting, because if you think about some of the theatrics of David Bowie, you think of kind of some of the chances, even some of the vocals that he does, you can kind of hear a little bit of the influence on Bono. Now, Bono, of course, is not going to interpret things the same way, and is not going to sing the same way, but I think you can hear Certainly thinks theatrically. Absolutely, certainly. I mean, if you've ever been to any U2 concerts, I've been to a lot. Um, You definitely can see that. But what I really, really love about what he said is the thing that hooks most of us on songs. When we hear it, where we are in our lives, how it impacts us. Some of the, the songs that impact me most are some of the lamest from the 80s, right? There's some real cheese fest, but they were the songs of my time, right? Or the songs of that time in my life. And I love that he was so moved by that song where he's like, yes, because you asked that question, there is intelligent life here. And I can, you know, kind of have some faith. So I think there's something beautiful about that. Because I know you probably have songs that have done that for you. I know I have many songs that have done that for me. Even How Soon Is Now is one of those songs for me where I was like, yes, exactly. Just like that. Exactly. Where, you know... And it still gets me to this day. It takes me to that place. It hits me really hard. So I thought that was really amazing. I love that he wrote it to his son, and he took the time to say, here's how it affected me. So is Bono all about Bono? No, Bono's about other people too. And hopefully this is case in point. Is there any song that you can think of from your childhood or otherwise that really, really got to you? Not really. Um, like the cake in the rain one? Is that the one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just totally one? melted when I heard yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not really at what the moment. What about White Room? Well, yeah, White Room. There was a lot of like the... It wasn't an emotional thing. It's just they hit me in a certain way as music. That what about just, the Rolling Stones? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I still feel that same rush when I hear it now. And I don't yeah. remember necessarily being a dumb 15-year-old or 14-year-old or whatever. It was just like that same buzz is still there. Yeah. And um, I, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. So I think that there's something really cool about that. So that may not be a surprise if you are a Bono fan. But another thing that could be interesting is the Ramones' Swallow My Pride. 
Oh. Does that surprise you at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, for some reason I didn't see him exactly with the Ramones. Uh, Remember, his roots were in punk, and when they first started, they were a punk band. Yeah, it just doesn't show as much as with, for some reason, the police keep coming up. It doesn't show as much with them, like, next to you. They started their whole recording mm. career off with a punk song, basically. Uh, it's not as obvious, but you too. Have you done the, ass, the war and boy oh, yeah. and those October? Are the ones, those are actually the ones I know best. I will follow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. There's a lot of punkiness yeah. in there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's interesting because a punk vocal takes many shapes, right? And, yeah, I and will looks follow. It's really punky, that kind right? of it stuff. It is, yeah. yeah. So he says to the Ramones, Dear brothers, loose lips sink ships. This is the sound of liberation through humiliation. These songs are so simple. I'm thinking maybe I cannot only play them. Maybe I can write them. So they became my liberation too. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Of course, I didn't know this that to be this simple was going to be so complicated. <laughs> but without you, I wouldn't have started down the road of writer. And then, Joey, you lent me your voice. It hardly seems enough to say thanks for that. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. So, again, it's not this huge, long, you know, diatribe about, you know, oh, you know, it's just without you, I wouldn't have started. And that's that's amazing. So it's kind of it's something that I'm thinking about doing, to be honest here. I'm I'm bearing my soul and birds of a feathers. I'm thinking of writing maybe these little things to some of my the artists that really inspired me. I think that would be kind of cool to do. You know, not send them anywhere, but just kind of like, you know, get it out there. It's always, it's such so much fun for minds like ours who just we just have a certain kind of, uh, you know, uh, malformation of the brain, sort of a defect, where we actually like mental labor. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> writing like lyrics and things and coming up with things just for the work of it, just to enjoy the, the fruit of it. Like I've, I've started writing a whole rock opera just for the fun of it. I ended yes. up recording one song and I'm going to do a couple more, but it was yeah. just for the sake of writing lyrics and uh, the work involved. And I totally get that. Yeah. And sometimes the, the fruits of the labor are the reward. It may not even come to fruition all the time. Sometimes I just got to get it out. Yeah. So the next band, are you ready? Yeah. Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. Wow. So, well, are you ready for this? Now, there's a lot. I'm, I'm probably not going to read the it's entire It's funny how it's not even, that's not even anywhere near their best song, but I, it is kind of iconic still. But it's interesting how it grabbed him. Oh, yeah. So, dear John, Steve, Paul, Sid, and Glenn, I don't think there's ever been a better rock and roll band on record. Damn. The production of all your songs, Peerless. That Chris Thomas knew how to serve rage and turn it into beauty, well, I think he must have had some good Steve Jones, the maximum minimalist that you are, has never been bettered through pure, visceral rock and roll guitar. That Johnny Rottenfella was something, wasn't he? Looking back, you were part Richard III, part vaudeville, part soothsayer, but always truth teller, with a voice like a bagpipe that could march armies of lovers and haters into battle, and it did. I couldn't make up my mind which side I was on, but then I realized that it all depended on what you loved and what you hated. The opening line, I am an antichrist. It was a lot to take in, but then again, my own family said the same of me. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i one of those people who uh, I feel kind of vindicated here because I have, I have always maintained that the Sex Pistols were an absolute, were a great band and the album is just immaculate. It, I, Chris Thomas, didn't hmm. he, The Pretenders also? God, it's, it's just a wonderful record. It sounds great to this day. There are things that haven't aged exactly as well as that, but boy, when I, st when I hear, never mind the bollocks, there's that word again, <laughs> um, it, uh, it still sounds uh, 
just totally hot and tight. And uh, I agree with Bono. Go Bono. Yeah. So I'm hoping again that, you know, we can all use this little moment. Not, of course, you know, it's my, my attempt to vindicate a little bit Bono, but more than that, it's kind of reconnecting to what inspires us about music as artists, as fans. Um, think of how music has moved us, has gotten us through some of the most, the toughest times, has helped us celebrate some of the best times. I really feel like he's taken a moment to do that. And he's saying that these are the songs that have, quote, saved his life. Mm-hmm. And music saves. It does. It do- you know, it always moves me very much when people say that. Axl Rose, of all people, said that on stage about Elton John, the music of Elton John. He said, it just saved my life, you know. Yes. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful uh, testimony. Uh, no one has yet said that my music has saved their life. However, I will say that uh, people have told me, you certainly, I was down and you brought me up and I was this and that and you, you made me feel better and all that. It's like, yeah, that, that feels good. That works. Yeah, that, that, that is... That totally works. That's, I mean, think of it. That's what Weird Al's fans say to him is, you know, they might be might not be like, oh, well, you know, I it's absolutely saved my life. But they went, you know what? It may have changed their life because they went from dark to light. Yep. And yep. sometimes that's all you need. Thank you all for that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, you've certainly done that for me many times. The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. My earliest memory of music is the Beatles. I was three years old in the back garden of 10 Cedar Road. Again, same place. Yep. I associate the song with the smell of freshly cut grass when I was lying on my back on the damp green patch after my da had cut the lawn. Beside me was a lawnmower with green-stained rotors that had to be replaced. My brother Norman could fix it. He could fix anything. It was the spring of 1964. The song on the radio felt like life force, like I was for the first time conscious that I was alive and that being alive was a really, really great idea. I'm not sure whose hand was on your mind when you wrote this. It might have been nice to imagine it was my mother's, but at age three, most wee boys are trying to break away from such clutches. I had no such maternal or even romantic thoughts. In my head, it felt like the universe was singing to me directly, and I still feel that now when listening to most of your songs. Wow. Woo! I'm just saying, it's really powerful stuff. So again, you know... This list has caused me to want to go back and listen to some of these bands more. Now, I will tell you, I definitely did not see, you know, the Sex Pistols thing coming. So I want to now go back and revisit. Now, I love the Ramones. I love the Clash. So I'm already in. I love David Bowie. I get it. But uh, some of the bands may may surprise you. But I, I think that's quite beautiful what he said about the Beatles. And I think that's life of Beatles are life affirming for you and I, too. Yes. For oh, many God, people. Yeah. Soundtrack of my life, the Beatles. And it really is like sometimes I'll hear a Beatles song and it feels like a warm hug or a safe place. And and it still is. I don't even remember because I because I was born in nineteen sixty one. I don't even remember the first time I heard these songs. So yeah. it isn't as if I remember. Oh, I was in this and I was going up with her and I was staying right. here and all that. It's nothing like that. It's just I, that song. I remember that being there always in my life. The Beatles stuff because well, they started putting that. I was a single digit kid and they were putting that records and uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, like I said, we went to that went to that show once, and an hour before the band came on on the PA, they played Beatles songs, and everybody sang and danced, and it was freaking wonderful. And uh, of course, I'm totally with you on this one, Bono. You're a pretty swell guy, after all, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't believe what don't believe what people say. So this last one that I wanted to share, and I'll have a few honorable mentions as I typically do, and we'll see if uh, if the police fall on these lists. Um, Billie Eilish, really, everything I wanted. 
So he says to Billy, My ears long for such empty spaces to wander, to sneak away from the density of digital surfaces with too much information. I step inside your song, and it's a black beauty, achingly, awesomely vulnerable, and terrifyingly fearless and worrisome. But you're not worried about by all that. You express it so you can own the feelings that nags. I think of Carol King. I think of Roy Orbison. But just like them, this never existed before you did. Wow. And and I got to say, it's good to hear that, too, because there, I think there's way too much hating on Billie Eilish going on. There I really mean, is. She, uh, she's perfectly fine. And I'm not a huge fan or anything, but I, I totally get her talent. I mean, You will be a huge fan if you listen to more of her yeah. music because she goes really deep. This is, this is a really deep song about getting everything you want, and maybe it's not all you thought it was. Um, and it, I don't think it's about fame. I think it's about everything. You know, if it's the guy that you like or the girl that you like or the job that you want, yeah. you know, there's always a cost to everything. So I think there's something really poignant in that. So other artists that he also identifies with, The Please. Clash, Kanye West, Ooh, Public Enemy, uh-huh. The Rolling Stones, yeah, babe. Elton John, uh-huh. Elvis Presley, good, good, and good. Johnny Cash. Wow. So Hella good taste. There's, there. Yeah, he's got a lot. Then there's a lot more, but there's 60. So I did not go into all 60. And while I think the police was a really good guess, I did not see them on this list. That doesn't mean they're not on his list 60 through 100. Very prudent of you to cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's a little bit of interesting, hopefully, bird banter. And hopefully makes you, David, and our audience think about those songs that have shaped our lives or are, as you say, the soundtrack of our lives. Definitely living that second adolescence now. <laughs> All right, so Bird Banter Part 2, I'm going to let you handle that, or 1B, if you will. Uh, I, I think of it as the, the Bird Banter P.S. Mm, oh, I like that. P.S., little follow-up. As in pea soup? Uh, P.S., exactly. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. P.S. I did. It's on the both studios sign here. It That's says true. CB and P.S. That's right. Christina Baldwin and pea soup. That's, That's right. Correct. That's, That's correct. correct. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> that was unscripted, folks. Something that we mentioned on the very, not a previous episode, the very previous episode was the imminent release of our records. Actually, Christina's out. A Sense album was out. Bleed Like Us, Evolution of Sorrow was out. And we talked about mine. Well, now, as it turns out, both of us, we're your birds, we're your radio hosts, but we also, as we never let you forget, are recording <laughs> artists. And it's a very happy week for us. We're it celebrating. Really we is. both have albums out. And, you and can actual listen to physical. Them. Actual CDs physical. too. Both. Physical media, digital platform streaming, everywhere you want to go, uh, we're both out there. Uh, the Ascent album aforementioned and my Tell Me a Story. And, and I just want you to know one thing. And where can they find you, though? we got to remember that we never remind them where, we, that where they can find us. We, by the way, that means Ascent, A-S-N-T, are on Bandcamp, and that is where we're selling our digital and physical media and soon-to-come new merch. Right. We do have that physical media. And just prior to recording Winging It, we, ex- we had ourselves a little prisoner exchange. We actually... Handed each other. It was, I mean, only they're not the prisoners. We are. We're their slaves. We have served this music. Christina has, uh, since uh, you were, uh, for what, four years now? Four Your years. Album, four years in the making. Uh, mine, uh, Tell Me a Story, uh, which you can now finally hear everywhere, is, uh, well, let's just say I started working on it when Christina was in like the eighth grade, I think. <laughs> very, very long time in the making, i got to say. You can hear that now. 
But it and, was actually on Reverb Nation. It's just a new and improved and all together in a package. And yes, that's exactly right. It was there piecemeal. Yes. It was there on this unproduced thing. I mean, it was. But yeah, it's all there yeah. together, cohesive. Little funky sound stuff in the translation. I don't know what the hell's up with that, but uh, yeah, it sounds pretty good. And I'm finally able to say, and not just to myself, it's my record, and I'm proud of it. Yay! And <laughs> I'm proud uh, of mine too. So yes, we should be proud. All right, and if you listen to mine and you're thinking, "Wow, that's some really shitty playing," and, and the the timing is, it's I'm, I'm astonished. The timing is way off. I want you to know that I do not think less of you for not being sophisticated enough to perceive my avant-gardeness. That's oh, it, you know. perfect. That's, that's what it actually is. It's then like, I'm going to say that, too, about my singing. That's right. It's flawless. I mean, My singing is flawless. avant-garde. It's all in your perception. <clears throat> I agree. It's okay. If you're not sophisticated, if you don't get that, if it's above your head, it's okay. I, I have to agree. So, I, I mean, we've listened to each other's music since we met. Actually, it's how we met. Their music, of course, and we've already yours. Told them. That's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think it's it's a big moment. Um, are we going to post that video online, or what are we going to do? Not with that? sure about that. Yeah, one. we'll that get back to you. That needs serious vetting. Yeah, we yeah. need to look at that yeah. to see. But we did. It was a very sweet exchange. We're very excited. We are both fans of each other, um, and we hope that you will go listen to Professor P. Soup at. Oh, uh, well, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, any digital streaming platform you can possibly think of. Professor P-SOOP, tell me a story. I'm, uh, you're only going to follow me. You Professor P-S anything, I'm it. That's much. it. Yeah, you're done. It's Now it's me, and that's about it. Me, and sometimes me and Audrey comes up. It's me. So, uh, yes, appreciate a listen. Uh, and again... Uh, just knowing it's avant-garde in advance will probably enable you to enjoy it more anyway. So I was doing you a kindness there. Well, all right. So I, as, as we always say, because we're these people, enough about us. Enough about us. Uh, but you know what? You have to uh, share with us the theme of this show. The music theme, that is. The theme is always entertainment and fun and BFFs and birds and... Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm quite ready for that, actually. <gasps> Fantastical. Remember what I said before about not being ready. Okay. The theme of the show, uh, I swear it's the greatest theme ever, and there's no correlation at all. I, I mean, but it did not cause me to think of the introduction. It's just, mm. punk rock, you bloody wankers! Let's see what you <laughs> came up with here for this show. Punk rock is an aggressive form of rock music that is often politicized and full of vital energy beneath a sarcastic, hostile facade. Is part ideology and aesthetic, our favorite word around here. Aesthetic. aesthetic. Uh, like our other favorite word, uh, prescient. Uh, prescient. Pres- prescient. The, pro- the UK pronunciation, there's a little update for you there. The UK pronunciation is prescient. So well, it's so weird because we're saying. in the US, so uh, that's, that's weird. Still correct. <laughs> yes, yes. I am sorry if prescient. I don't always acknowledge the bastardized vulgar English uh, that we speak in America, but it's okay. <clears throat> prescient. <clears throat> I fa- I favor the British oh my God. everything because I just, I just think mouth. it has more color. Oh my! Okay, so <laughs> what right, was anyway. that about the theme? <laughs> punk rock. Okay, punk rock. Uh, classic examples, of course, the Ramones, Dead Kennedys, the aforementioned Sex Pistols, the Clash, Joy Division. That that's a little. That, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, Very good. Misfits. I uh, the Stooges. Bad Religion. Green Day, etc. Uh, thankfully, they didn't name anybody newer because they kind of blow. You know? <laughs> but uh, not in the indie scene, as you are about to find out. We're going to play some kick-ass punk tonight. You blow your wankers! But before then, 
I am going to do one of our new features because why not? And it is what am I herring? And herring, as David mentioned, is not just for fish anymore. It is an actual bird. And for this feature, we focus on the most hilarious, absurd, and bizarre misinterpretations of song lyrics. We recite or sing mm, the wrong line and see if the other person can provide the correct line. So are you ready? Ready! <clears throat> I will be singing a little bit. You have to listen because I'm going to sing the wrong lyrics. All right. I hate it already. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Tragic. Tragic. That's <laughs> the actual intended lyric of that. I know the song quite well because we had that in my home growing up. Johnny Nash's I Can See Clearly Now. Um... What is the correct uh, oh, lyric? Oh, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Yeah, so the rain may be gone, but who the I fuck is that? Something, I can see all obstacles in my way, gone of the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Beautiful song. Okay, perfect. Uh, that yeah. was more lines than, than I expected. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What about Papa Dom Preach? People actually thought that. That's terrible. Papa Dom. Papa Dom Preach by Madonna. Come on, you ignoramuses. Well, I think they're thinking Dom and Natrix. I don't no. know. So what is the correct lyric, David? Papa Don't Preach, I'm in Trouble Deep. Something yes, like that. and that is Madonna's Papa Don't Preach. What about, then I saw her face, now I'm going to leave her. All right. Well, it depends on if you're talking about Neil Diamond's original or the Monkees' uh, uh, legendary cover. I'm a believer, then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. It is the Monkees, yep. I'm a believer. And what about the... <laughs> Sorry, this one makes me laugh every time. It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. <laughs> I, this is the most ubiquitous song in history. How in the world can you not get the lyric on this one? Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We yes. got each other, and that's a lot. Yes, and so the final one, just why not, is... Ball-headed woman, ball-headed <laughs> woman to me. I've seen that in print, but I never <laughs> met a human being who thought that. Uh, that would be more than a woman, more than a woman, more than a woman to me. Uh, written by the Bee Gees, performed by the Bee Gees and Tavares separately. Absolutely. Now, I will say, one of my Soft favorite... Old, yes, one of my very favorite lines that I think is misheard, at least by me... <laughs> in a Queen song and it is much disputed but I swear in Another One Bites the Dust he says I'm adopted Okay, when he screams but they say it's supposedly he says and the duster I think he says I'm adopted now I, 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 I will tell you I swear it sounds that way I will go to my grave thinking he sings I'm adopted and really? I'll let you listen to it right now hang on all right, so uh, I did the whole show-and-tell thing, and uh, though he remains uh, unconvinced, I think he's full of shit. I don't know why Freddie Mercury would be like, zip, zip, that, but apparently that's what everyone thinks he says. But I swear to God, he says, I'm adopted. I challenge you to listen to it and not hear I'm adopted. Well, uh, uh, when we're off air, 
she uh, mouthed the lines, I'm adopted, while it was playing, and I swear that's exactly what I heard. My entire life and up till the present day and this very minute, I've believed when I listen to it, he's saying something that's not actual words, just skimming over the words, bite the dust, Jay. Yeah, bite the dust, yeah. I believe that's what he's saying is, bite the dust, yeah. Bite the dust, yeah. Well, he's saying, bite the dust, yeah. Well, now we know he's adopted. He's adopted. <laughs> and he bit the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. So, you know, I still think you should listen to it because I think you might hear it. But that's just one of my misinterpretations of a, of a lyric. So that takes us to our first band, which is always very exciting because it's one of five that we do every show. And it is my honor and duty to introduce you to Mono Deluxe. And their song, Kill. They are located here in California. Such great bands here in California. They describe themselves as supersonic power core destruction with Chuck Berry guerrilla warfare punk rock. What? What? Give that publicist what? the Whoever that is really knows how to market Seriously, this band. Seriously. I want to hire this whoever like, they are. Yes, yes. I mean... So there is okay. What I what I like about this song is there's like a subtle like kind of mono lo-fi thing, right? Yeah. Which I know is kind of cool, but it it sets it up perfectly, especially for a punk rock song. I love these fucking lyrics. You make me want to kill you. You make me want to maim against my will. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the tenets of destruction. Fuck your Chevy. Fuck your Levy. Fuck your Miss America ruse. So the fury is clearly palpable <laughs> in this. <laughs> and uh, from the L- lyrics little, to little the... Little edge, little testy. Little, there, yeah. little, little upset. The fury is palpable in everything from the lyrics to the vocal delivery to the syncopated rhythms... Feel the fury. That was Mono Deluxe with Kill. You can find them on Facebook at M O N O D E L U X. All right, and I suppose that leads us inexorably, as the river does into the sea, to the next feature, which is Hell Yes or Oh Hell No, oh, no. The Results. Is mm. that not correct? That's correct. I'm just frightened because our, this time it's one. I, I admit it, it is always a little bit, uh, there's, there's this fear, this trepidation True. that we're going to find out that we have a lot of uh, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers in our We audience. found that before. Uh, I mean, It's and, disturbing. And, Sometimes they'll keep it to themselves, and sometimes they'll actually open their filthy sewer holes and their uh, defiled fingers and vote against a great act like Soundgarden, which was the band this week. For this feature, we consider bands, determine if we are in or out for them, and we also ask you to weigh in. That's the results part, and we want to know what you think, and very, very clear and decisive victory here for Soundgarden with 99% of the respondents voting hell yes. Yay. And like I said, no mutants, you know, no, no hills have eyes motherfuckers out there. No. Um, because there were 0% hell no's. However, hell meh, and I honestly respect that, that's 1%. I can see, because there's a lot of bands that are considered, you know, peers to them that I abominate. Like, uh, that I would be, I wouldn't be, I'd actually be hell no on, but I'd love Soundgarden. But I get it, I understand the, uh, certain type of music, although I think they do it right, and most of the other shit has to have done it wrong. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I am all in uh, hell yes for Soundgarden, and I have a sneaking suspicion you've outed yourself on that one many, many times before. Definitely many times, but you know, it's interesting because some grunge bands, which they are considered grunge, are so polarizing. You never know. Some bands, you're like, oh, everyone gets behind them. Some people, there's a, a distinct hate for that band. Now, Soundgarden. Let's put 
for a second. I know you can't, but let's do it. Let's separate Chris Cornell. F- just let's take him out of the, the equation for a minute. This is a fucking great band. Mm-hmm. They are incredible musicians. And then you add Chris Cornell and the this just voice, that once-in-a-lifetime voice. And it just makes for incredible music. And then, of course, the... Audio Slave was an incredible band as well, but Soundgarden was the original vehicle and is just an incredible band. And I know the person who said Helmet, and he's full of shit, and he is being schooled, I believe, very soon by Bruce. Oh, really? so because it doesn't even make sense that there's a Helmet there. Uh, we think there's a snootiness issue, so we'll be remedying that soon. So we're hoping to turn that to a hell yes. Yeah, and, and refresh my memory because I don't really remember. Um, Audio Slave, there was somebody in there who I thought was a deal breaker. Who? You don't like Tom Morello? Well, no, but who else? Wasn't there a shitty vocalist? No, he's the vocalist. Oh, okay. Chris okay. Cornell yeah, I can the... deal. I can deal with Tom Morello on guitar. I just I thought it was one of those. No, Temple of the Dogs, the one I'm thinking of. Right, where he did it with Eddie Vedder. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Okay, yeah, Audio Slave, no problem. No, I let you listen to Temple of the Dogs, Hunger Strike, and you liked it. Uh, it well, I didn't test it anywhere near as much as I thought I would. But uh, Vedder singing is a big problem for me. You know? Okay, but yeah. Dylan. Mm. I need you to rethink this. And Petty, I you have. love their voices. Yes. I need you to... I need you to <laughs> uh, 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 oh, look, same sound. So you should hate Dylan's voice then. Okay. Yeah, so we'll get back to that. You know what's so funny just... is I'd love to be in the minds of all the people listening. It's like, okay, uh, he's right, <laughs> she's wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're both right. You know. <laughs> they're, they're both stupid, yeah. whatever they're thinking. You can write to us, you know. We yeah, yeah, both on air at gmail.com. We'd no love ma- to hear no from you. No matter is too trivial. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Christina's, got, Christina's got lots of time. <laughs> no, she <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, and no insult is too rude. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. bring it. Just bring it. We can take it. So, no, Soundgarden, we are both a fucking hell yes and uh, just a great band. But, you know, obviously the people who responded and people actually have to take the time to respond. We posted on Instagram, on Facebook. I usually post it on my personal Facebook. And now we're going to post it on Professor P. Soup's Facebook page. And Infusion Music Radio, which was our original home. So there's lots of places you can vote. So thank you for continuing to vote. We want to know what you think. I love that you come out of the woodwork to tell us what you think. And you can also sound off in the comments because we will read your comments, even if they're hell no and they're like they suck ass. We'll read those comments. So feel free to comment. And as I always say, sound off in the comments because we love it. We certainly sound off here. So talking about sound off, how about handoff? Because you're going to talk about our next artist or band. Seriously? Oh, oh, we're doing some ta- page two stuff right now. Okay, hang on a second. <laughs> I so oh no no we're still on page one and there it is. Okay, all right. Well, as it turns out, I did. Uh, I mean, that was a, kind of a true story during the introduction. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, um, my partner was real real sick. I mean, he's a trooper, but it was some sad shit. We're talking about our audience, and we appreciate uh, the submission. And also, through the wonder now of the interwebs, uh, we know where our listeners are, or uh, or downloaders. I'm, I'm about to get my ass chewed. No, <laughs> not at all. It. <laughs> or I try not to 
to show any holes in my, I, I my process. This, I, I believe this brief soliloquy uh, is in no way derogatory to your person. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, no. We'll it's, uh, we're just giving a shout out here because through the wonders of the interwebs, as I said, we know where you are, at least the downloaders anyway. And I want to say hi to the people out there tuning in from the UK. Yes. Uh, the United States, of course. France. Greece. What up, France? What up, Greece? Belgium. What up, Belgium? India and the what's India, the other one? Australia. Australia. Australia, yeah. And, uh, and oh, yeah, I love this. Unknown. There's actually. <laughs> hello out there, unknown. It, it really says that. I mean, is that like. The undiscovered country from whose born no traveler has returned. <laughs> We're talking some Hamlet shit here, you know. If that's true, if it's used in the same context as by the old uh, Prince of Denmark there, then, you know, our hat's off to you, and we want to thank you for downloading us from beyond the grave. Yeah, or <laughs> the, the space station, maybe. Uh, uh, that's right. I'm that, just saying. You know you're right. That's Unknown. a much more plausible. I was just saying. <laughs> That's a much more plausible explanation. <laughs> it's not really a country. I, I like the Hamlet shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was really added a nice little atmosphere. I here. love it. Yes, and thank you so much. And you know, we have uh, we have kind of had to rebuild because we moved to a new home, which means and a new platform and everything. So thank you for coming with us, all our original listeners, and thank you for bringing new people. And we encourage you to share us with anybody you want to. You can find us everywhere on all platforms, as you know. But before I digress, David, who are you going to talk about? The next artist. I thought maybe that little interlude there would, you know, like uh, I would somehow worm my way out of it. I wasn't sure. But, okay, uh, okay. I do happen to know, mm. and I had a real routine about it because we were under the impression that uh, this artist had submitted without all the information, and we were going to be those pathetic fucking enablers once again and play you, but we, it turns out you did the right thing and well played. The band in question... No hard feelings and <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Can't beat that perfection. Know? No hard feelings that we thought you fucked up and you didn't. You, <laughs> you know, know, I fucked up. <laughs> but I want you to know, even if you had, we were going to play we you were anyway. Play you. Yeah, we are glad. At least people will know who you are. That's right. All right, and the song is called "Go Big or Go Home," and this is a very, very local band that defines itself, and I think quite accurately as pop punk and. You gotta beef with that. We love pop punk here. Great combo. And uh, they're from uh, Lake Elsinore, California. What? They're local. They're, they're right, right down the, the corner. Street, right the corner. I get there in fifteen minutes. Uh, you know, turn the light on the front porch. We'll be right. That's over. right. We'll be right over. Let's jam. All right. It is new style punk. Very energetic. Very youthful. I don't know how old the players are offhand, but uh, they play like kids, kick-ass little kids. It is. Uh, and in this case, I feel that they went the extra mile. My personally, my ankles are aching like hell just listening to these incredible double bass <laughs> yeah. rolls up the wazoo, you know. And a really pretty tasty melodic guitar break. Uh, I mean, this is not, this is young punk, but not bullshit Blink-182 stuff. This is, I, I personally, <laughs> probably, only, probably, only shitting <laughs> Blink probably their favorite band. I apologize. <laughs> You're way better. You're way better. I like this uh, act, uh, Go Big or Go Home.
Might seem like I can walk on water But in reality I'm standing nothing else Come on the surface but I feel the pressure I'm standing safe in the heat of the spotlight Keep some distance while I pick up the pieces This town keeps bringing us down What's the worst that could happen? Go boy, go on No Hard Feelings, guys. That's the band, No Hard Feelings, and there certainly won't be any. And uh, we had a good time with Go Big or Go Home, and you can find them on Facebook at No Hard Feelings CA, as in California. No Hard Feelings CA on Facebook. Yes. So thank you for the submission, and sorry I kind of fucked it up, but I fixed it before. You see, I didn't name you. Hey, hey, uh, I said hey, we. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm going to own up to fucking up. All right, all right. I had the TBD there, and then I went back and looked at it. In my defense, there's been a lot going on. I was a little on the tired side because uh, most of this prep happens at what, David? Between 10 p.m. and like 3 a.m., something like that, because uh, that's my peak time. I thought CBD wasn't supposed to affect your mind, you know? 
<laughs> Depends on who you are. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think affects my mind the most is oh, TBD. Caffeine. Sorry, yeah. Yes, TBD. So, uh, but yes, uh, they're they're a really great band. So I enjoy listening to all the artists that submit. So that was really fun. So Owl do it better than Emu. I love this feature because we discuss covers of songs that either rival or are better than the original. And in this case, I did a little homework. And I already played the alternate version of Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft and covered by Isley Brothers. No! So, David, I actually played and did not reveal who the cover artist was for you. So you've had time to think about it. You know the original. Where did you land? Did the Isley Brothers do it better than Emu? Well, probably yes. I mean, it is the original is always the original, and Dash Crofts would play some like really wicked acid rock shit on his mandolin. I mean, it was just incredible. They were, it's a beautiful song. The harmonies are impeccable. But I was positively transported by the Isley Brothers. Oh my goodness! I mean, the the guitar just is pitch perfect. I mean, it's just a nice long exploration, uh, understated and eloquent. Uh, it just perfect beautiful and the vocals extraordinary just a masterpiece absolutely masterpiece i agree so i i have a a distinct love for again and i'm going to use it the cheese that is summer breeze and Mm. i love it it's perfect it's sweet it's sincere it makes me feel very serene and then i saw just while kind of doing some basic stuff i thought oh my god the isley brothers doing Summer Breeze, I can't even imagine that. And then I played it. And I played it again. And I played it again. And I was floored by what they did. And now you may say, well, hey, this is supposed to be, you know, a folky song. And yes, the first one kicked ass. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. But the Isley Brothers take that song to new heights in a way that I wish I had heard it. When like when I was five, I can't believe it took till now for me to hear that amazing version of that song. You know, and the chorus I think grounds it perfectly in the you know folk, uh, soft rock, uh, the original incarnation. I think mm-hmm. it really does, and they take it in all this soulful direction, and really oh. you know I mean they really spiced it up and they really dressed it up. But uh, it's very ornate and very beautiful. But uh, they do ground it in the chorus. I think they do. So no, they don't deviate. You're right. That and that is key for you. If mm-hmm. they if they deviate too much, and they completely bastardize it, it doesn't work for you. But I feel like they paid homage. Yeah. They they kept some of the integrity, like you were saying. But they took it into a new place. I mean, just absolutely beautiful, stunning. If you have not listened to it, I encourage you to listen to it. So in this case. They did do it better than Emu. So then what does that mean? Does that mean it's another feature? No, that means we're talking about another artist or band. And in this case, it is Mink Daggers messing up Mondays. They are from California. Again, they are rock and punk. Oh, this song just kicks your ass from beginning to end. It just absolutely destroys you. Not quite like the double bass on that, but the, it's just so good. The melody, it's raw and it's in your face. These vocals, they it's just it makes me want to jump into a mosh pit for the first time because I don't do that. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, I, I have to preserve this phase. <laughs> the bass and the drums get their due in this song that endears me to this band. The bass and the guitar solo, it just builds this insane tension, which I absolutely love. And it continues until the end with a final and vicious, yeah. Listen to Mink Daggers with Messing Up Mondays. Find Mink Daggers on Facebook at M I N K D A G G E R S. All right, and it takes us to the established, well entrenched, and beloved segment Hummingbirds. Your brainchild. Well, beautiful, I'm not beautiful, taking beautiful. any bows, but if you, uh, if you love the segment, it's sort of a. Uh, a a compromise offshoot of uh, various songbirds, shall we say. Which We're I still love. Lowering the bar a little bit, and I think <laughs> it's a fun in its own way. No, it's actually a delightful, delightful segment because we can do the choruses. For this feature, we hum songs, and up to and including the chorus, which would really not work on various terribly well. <gasps> the box fell, but it just fell on my foot. Oops. And Ooh, oh, I'm so sorry. On the bad foot. Sorry. You need to get on the good foot. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry. <laughs> 
And what's special about hummingbirds is we can go straight for the chorus, which we could never do on various songbirds because it was to be a dead giveaway. That's right. However, and we can go long and long, and good Lord knows we certainly have. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I'm going to say the closest thing to a theme I have ever done <gasps> Ooh. emerges tonight. Oh, my. I won't tell you what the theme is, but there is something well, that binds them all. I'm going to tell you what the all. theme is. <clears throat> you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. La, la. La 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 It's a rocky theme because this is Eye of the Tiger. There were many rocky themes. I love saying that. I almost did a lot of songs. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Survivor. Very, very nice. All right. That's a softball, babe. That's a softball, babe. All right. Sorry, my theme is the 90s. Um, and so this first song, it's just, just a stupid song. I couldn't help it. La, 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 It actually is. I actually kind of dig this song. I really do. Ricky Martin, Living La Vida Loca. He was so hot. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while. He may still be hot. Uh, I, I have the funny feeling he is. Probably you know? hot. Yeah, still, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, I mean, ninety. Whatever. I mean, that, what, what was that? The nineties, though. I mean, so it's twenty twenty one. Still probably hot. And guys just age like fine wine. It's gross. Uh, well, I I don't know if I should tell you the theme. It'll be very very. Well, actually, it won't be evident after the second one because it has something in common with the first. Hmm. La 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 la. Living in America. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Shit. Living in America. The artist in question was in the film in question, and it was, what movie was it? Oh, fuck, I know that song, and I know the artist. It's going to kill me. Fuck. Think of the first song. Mm-hmm, Rocky. Mm-hmm. That might or might not be a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your help. <laughs> <clears throat> that might or might not help you in any imagine way. Imagine if the other one were Rocky too. I can, I can see the movie. Yeah, big, bold, red, white, and blue. I can see it right now. Why can't I remember the band? It's going to kill me. I, I, I have to de- admit defeat, unless you give me more hints. Well, you know the song. Yeah. It's one man, not a band. Yeah. James Brown? <laughs> yes, James Thank Brown. God. He did it. He did it in Rocky <laughs> Four. What got me was that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have a cheap, I mean, that, a very, very cheap James Brown parody. I was pretty awesome. But, um, the, yeah. <laughs> Hit myself. That's your soul. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you see, he, he actually did it in the film Rocky IV, wherein Apollo Creed was killed by Ivan Drago. And uh, that, that the sons take it up in the uh, Creed II in the Creed movie. Creed yep. Excellent. Just saw it the other night. Fucking excellent. I don't know how they keep coming up with these great movies, I swear. And I don't even like boxing, and neither I does Christina. Boxing, but Rocky movies. And we love Rocky That's movies. It. They're fucking awesome. That's it. Um, I mean. And uh, th- so these are both from Rocky movies. That doesn't necessarily mean, they were, but I think movies is a safe bet. What do you think? I think that, yeah, probably. Yours is 80s, is it? Mine is 90s. 90s, sorry. Yes. And uh, yeah, movies. Okay, <clears throat> go ahead. So, um, more softballs. Let's see. I'll put I'll put my glove down. You know, put it put it down. Yeah, I mean. La 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 la. So let me try another part. I I, I got it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was gonna say nice song that you made up right this moment <laughs> right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Except for it, it came to my mind. 
could she be talking about living colors, <laughs> cult of personality? Yeah. Vernon Reed is a fucking beast. Fucking beast. beast. Yeah, I love that band. They're so Corey Glover, fucking Vernon, good. Ki- uh, absolutely, Mus Skilling's absolutely kick-ass oh band. Oh my god, I had uh, brilliant three of their albums. Uh, so yeah, Ascent good one. May or may not nice. have covered that. Okay, so do we give you credit? Wait, I got that one. Okay, now it's time for you. I don't think you. you give me credit for that second one. Oh, I don't think I get so credit. Close. I know. I kind of fed it to you on a spoon. You, you know, did. an eye dropper. It's a double eye dropper in the mouth. I know. I was like, I was like a bird. like a little baby bird. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> There's said, a visual for you. <laughs> we'll take a picture and post it on the website. <laughs> no, we <won't. laughs> we'll put it on Facebook. All right, ready? All right, uh, movies. Okay, movies. Okay. If it helps any, and uh, I know how you feel about this one. La 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 Jefferson Airplane. Starship. Starship. Thank you. Starship. Nothing's going to stop us now. Yeah, because I like Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, no. Starship. Yeah, Starship should have been burnt. They built this city, and that's how you thank them? It's a shit city. Well, okay, no argument there. You know, It's a literal shit city. Okay. Now, uh, I believe, if memory serves, from the film Mannequin, right? Yes. With Kim Cattrall and Andrew McCarthy, a, was it? Yes, yeah, such a stupid movie, but I've watched it so many times when I was a kid. I, I haven't seen it lately, but I did. I oh, my it God, I, I loved it. I, I loved thought it, it. But I love Andrew McCarthy. All, all right, so you're doing good, babe. All right, well... Let's see. I mean, I, I didn't get one, but that's okay. At least I knew the song. You knew the song. Right? I just could that's not remember the artist. Cotton balls. Put the glove down. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> um, um, all right. Ready? La, la, la. La, 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 la. La, 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 Found his way into a medley of Weird Al Biankovic songs, a polka medley, no less. Yes, that would be Alanis Morissette with You Ought to Know. I think Alanis would be very upset that the first thing you mention when her song comes up is fucking Weird Al Yankovic. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sure she's got a good sense of humor. I'm sure she's like, so obvious. David? Yeah. Never, ever. Don't anyway, know. thank <laughs> you. No, thank she you. She would be happy. I have no uh, stinging in my fingers. No, from you don't. Those. That's, I, it, everything was very soft and mushy. I just, you know thank what you I so actually much? tossed you? Oh, was just air. But I've got one more, don't I? You do, and I have one more. Oh, okay. All right, well, this one. <clears throat> let me see if I can do a little, a little affectation on this oh, one. Oh, oh. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> was it the delivery? <laughs> Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. That's my Joe Cocker lala. Well, I really actually love Joe Cocker. Of course, so do I. I'm not sure about that. You look like you might have been seizing. I'm concerned. Are you, you seen him in the 70s? Are, are you okay? You saw John Belushi's routine, right? Do I need to put you on your side? <laughs> Thank God the audience can't see. No, that would no. Yeah. You're that whole like yeah, yeah the whole like. You know, thing. But I did it for you. That was, and it helped. I, I, Without yeah. the affectation, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my God. Are you okay? I love Joe Cocker. <laughs> Honest, yeah. All right. Okay. I got one more. You wow. got one more. <clears throat> and you are batting a thousand right now because these are mega softballs, I air need, balls. I, I need to be humbled. You know, I'll tell you, it's, it's hard to keep yourself humble. We talked about my lamp last time. I mean, it's really. <laughs> 
again, we're talking about your It's really, lamp. I'm trying to stay humble. This lamp wow. is freaking gorgeous. And now, not only do I have my classy new lamp, but I've got some kick-ass new throw pillows here in both studios. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I mean, for, well, who the hell named them that anyway? I mean, it seems uh, it seems an invitation to childish behavior. This is called a throw pillow. What do you want me to do? You know. So I guess I'm going to have to make a list of all the new things I've bought in my house. I, I, I didn't think that would be part of the show, but I, I can start doing that. I didn't know. Yeah. But uh, okay, so I don't know I, if I have his coolest stuff, but well, I need to be humble, and and not just the dollar store stuff. I was, I was uh, that Liz. We were absolutely wowing her with the dollar. That stuff is not stuff a dollar store item. Oh, hell no, that was the last one. It's that was for beautiful. Me. It that is was gorgeous. For both studios. It perfectly matches. Yes, it was quite fortuitous the breaking of my old green banker lamp because I do dig my new one so much. I promise we will not talk about the lamp on every show. Right, every show. All right. Anyway, uh, so uh, the idea here was that I get another song. <laughs> After that deviation, I'm just like, where are we going with all this? Yes. You see, fortunately, in your this is a testament to your infinite wisdom that you've actually crafted a show that can survive that kind of shit that even I can't derail. I mean, seriously, it's genius. This. Well, I think the people might be like, when is the last song? It's a geni- it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece of minimalism. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Let's give me the last song. I just want you to know that it does not say in this segment. Lamp discussion. It doesn't. All right. <clears throat> Ready? La 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 I just want you to know the name of the song, but I don't. I know it. It's like a basket case thing. Yes. It's like it's like that damn non blondes thing. Um, oh, that was getting so much hate the other day. It was song. hilarious. I fucking hate that song. It was like the video was on it. It was like, hey, cocaine's hell of a drug. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, you know, I just want you to win everything, blah, 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 blah. I just want you to know who I am. I just want to know what the name of the song is, but I don't. I like What's it. the name of the band? I want to say, I, I know it's not the alarm, but I wish it were. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, no. I, give me the name of the band and maybe I'll get the song. The Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, I freaking hate that name. I do. I hate that. I absolutely hate the name Goo Goo Dolls. I wish I'd have thought of that before we were talking about band names. All right. Um, it's memorable. Uh, well, you said it's not in the lyric, and I, I don't know them all anyway, so I'm totally stumped. See, I'm humbled. Yay. The lamp doesn't shine so bright now. I'm <laughs> I'm walking on two feet uh, like everybody else. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Thank you. You delivered the. You delivered a little bit of humility exactly the right time. It's Iris. Iris? There's the a song, song named Iris? Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here. He doesn't uh. want the world to see him. Oh. He doesn't want the world to remember the name of the song, apparently, either. Well, Basket Case, a great song. No mm. one remembers that. Didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But Iris? That blows as a name. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, Once you know Dolls what it is, is a stupid name. Thank of course. you. Yeah, Google Dolls is a stupid name. I'm sorry, name. but there's some stupid names that All you right. like. So. so we were humbled each once. Well, and we... I think the Google Dolls were just humble because we don't like the name of their their band and <laughs> the name of their song eludes us. Right. Well, love lifted us up where we belong once, and once? Uh, 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 I mean we were humbled once, but of it lifted course. us up three times. That's we... right, three. Nice, I, nice, wait, even three, match. Three, three. Oh, look at that tie! Wow! Bam! No, no more of her whiny, self-pitying. Oh, you, <gasps> you were, <laughs> you were out to get me. <laughs> well, you have been. The audience knows. Everybody right, knows. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I may have. I'm been. not even going to bother. It would just be too time-consuming. Because to the audience yeah, knows. Yeah, they know. They, they right. believe what they want to believe. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> they believe the truth. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> they believe the truth. Don't you have to do a segment or something? You have to do a segment. Oh, I got to no, I got to do a song. It's always me. I got to do a song? You got to do a song. I got to do all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> so now, not fucking I got to say, I absolutely loved I not only loved this one. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Did you I, say? <laughs> I, know, I had the wrong card. I had the wrong. So I had the wrong EMP note, which I always leave face down, so she won't be able to see it. Yeah, I, I can't see these notes. All right, and I gotta say, I really love this one. The band name. This is too good. It's Dirty Cakes, and <laughs> I thought it was one word when you first sent it. I thought, oh, that's too good. Dirty Cakes. Is that like? Is that like the posterior version of Dirty Pillows? Is <laughs> I can see your dirty pillows. You know? Don't wiggle your dirty cakes. You know, dirty throw pillows. Yeah, uh, dirty pillows. There you go. <laughs> Any kind of pillow. Anybody who uh, hopefully most people know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know some, what you're talking uh, about. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I one would hope. I, I got to say, I love the song. The song is called "Photograph," uh, as are many great songs. And I would, I would hope that the person who wrote the song was actually happily married with two point five kids with a picket fence. And uh, in no way does the song have any personal relation to him, because uh, <laughs> he's a tad bitter in this one. <laughs> Take you your photograph that. and go. You know, it's like yes. Uh, you did notice that, but yes. I mean, seriously, uh, it's a great tune, and uh, I absolutely love the "Less Is More" guitar solo. It's it's thoughtful, it's poetic, it's lyrical and beautiful, and it just has the right amount of angst. It's like fuck you, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things. You bloody bankers, piss off, <laughs> piss off, you bloody bankers. <laughs> it's a great, great tune from Dirty Cakes, and this one is called Photograph.
Okay. All right, photograph by Dirty Cakes. Shake your dirty cakes to that one uh, and your dirty pillows while you're at it, too. All right, uh, they consider them, they're from L.A. or thereabouts and consider themselves high desert hard rock, punk rock. As you can see, I think they have, uh, I, ha- I think they understand. I think they know who they are. They get it. They, I just want them to know who they are, and they do, I think. And they so, want yeah. the world they to see them, Obviously, they though. want the world to see. And you can find them and dig into more of their fun, crazy, angry times on Facebook at Dirty Cakes Band. Just like it sounds. Uh, perfect. A... Me- <laughs> A masterpiece of minimalism, like the show structure, which uh, seemingly leads us to uh, in a good direction as Christina is going to do Trivial Trills. Yes. So there is hope yet. (laughs) There's always hope. Yes, I am, in fact, doing Trivial Trills. And for this feature, I will name a musical artist or band and see what, if any, tasty trivia tidbits you can share. And, And I'm always, I never have any idea, and I'm always profoundly disappointed with how little I know about these acts, and they're people I like, too. But, uh, I actually so, am rarely disappointed, if ever, with the level of information you have. Because if you did the same to me, I'd be like, uh, they're a band that I like. I'm my own toughest critic. You are. <laughs> be kinder <laughs> be to kind yourself. To be kind to you. Be kind to you. Yes. Well, this is a band you know. So, you know, there's a so- softball. It would have to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. So this time it is Pink Floyd. Uh-oh, Pink Floyd, okay. <laughs> Let's pe- try to piece together what little I know about Pink Floyd, uh, because uh, prior to going to see the tribute band, Boo Hiss, uh, which one's pink, The um, I listened to their entire discography, and uh, I got to say... Um, Poor Spotify. Uh, oh, Sid Barrett, um, I don't know the story behind it. I know he had some solo material out. Sid Barrett was the original mm-hmm. singer, you know, uh, cool songs about cats and bikes and all kinds of crazy things like that. Is uh, They were a good band, progressive band, and uh, much more pop. And uh, two, uh, the song, one of their songs was covered by David Bowie on pinups, a very cool thing uh, called See Emily Play. But I don't know a lot. Uh, the Wall story I'm woefully ignorant on. I have never seen the movie, and everybody who's seen the movie is supposed to be loosely kind of inspired by the life and mental state of, of Sid Barrett. I know virtually nothing about that, except the music of the album, of course. So I don't have a lot of trivia about uh, Pink Floyd. I know they don't want to play together anymore. Uh, they're still alive. They play separately. Everybody plays Pink Floyd music, but they don't play together. And um, I don't know a hell of a lot. Uh, wow. Really. Yeah. I'm surprised. Damn, I'm not picking ones. You know, I figured that you might because you're a '70s kid. Um, but yeah, Sid Barrett had lots of mental issues. He went through a lot of a lot of really bad problems, and uh, it's very very tragic story. But yeah, he uh, he's kind of one of those uh, brilliant minds who made some crazy music and was a really amazing contributor to Pink Floyd until he you know fell ill um, and then was kind of gone and then. Um, obviously passed away. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad blood there, uh, unfortunately. You know, I think Roger Waters is, uh, uh, you know, antagonizer and the instigator and that thank, kind of stuff. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so... He seems like he would be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, yeah. but um, the good news is, you know, when they all went their separate ways, which was a very long time ago, you know, Roger Waters being the fucking prick that he is you know, sued to block them from being able to play the music that they were part of because he wrote the songs. And how ugly to do that. Imagine Gilmore not being able to play 
Though, I mean, yeah, he co-wrote some songs with Waters, but I mean, a lot of them are Roger Waters. You've got, you got to give him credit for that. But you're you know? part of a band. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So how ugly and how awful to try to, to do that, which the only thing that is redeemable about him at this point from that perspective is that he feels bad about it, that he did that. Well, that is good, of course. And uh, he, he has to recognize that without... The amazing work, well, you know, Nick Wright, uh, Nick, Ma- uh, Nick uh, Richard Wright, rather, Nick Mason, without the incredible work of one of my absolute goats, David Gilmore is certainly one of, of my course. guitar goats. Of course, and He's way, he's way, brilliant. way up there with, uh, you know, Iomi and May and, and Paige and all those guys. Uh, he's a genius. Uh, without his guitar work, uh, as good as Waters' songs are, they never, they would not have resonated the way they did. I just don't think so that there's no need he to be has that hateful, a you know? dose of humility in him. I don't yeah. think he's that guy. I mean, everybody should be able to play, you know, I mean, I've heard bands with ugly splits, but everybody ends up getting to play everybody's music. Right. You know? And I just think it's ugly to try to prevent that, because yeah. that's their life's work, too. Yeah, I mean, they spent so. years and years in that band, make taking your songs and you know, uh, as Charlie Sheen would say, uh, turning your tin cans into gold, you know. <laughs> Although Honestly. I wouldn't call the songs tin cans. Well, without, but, without, uh, without those people, without, who knows? Yeah, without Gilmore. Oh, my goodness. Who geez. knows what that would turn out as. So it's kind of a, I mean, an amazing band, a little bit of a, a tragedy with Sid Barrett and then obviously with, you know, the split from the band. But I think ultimately, you know, what Gilmore went on to do was amazing so i'm glad that 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 happened because i don't know if they stayed together if we would have had that you know gilmore solo stuff and he's brilliant on his own he is and uh maybe we'll find out pretty soon if there's anyone making that kind of progressive rock today but i like all the incarnations of pink floyd I was surprised at just how great some of the early stuff is the sid barrett stuff it's different it's much poppier but this was british invasion time mm-hmm. i mean he was out there with you know the kinks and the who and all these people playing around england you know so it was much more pop and, and psychedelically weird stuff. I mean, Beatles, the whole the whole thing. It was uh, great music. Don't know a lot of trivia except for the. I uh, know they don't uh, don't exactly uh, hang out uh, to gay today, but uh, to, you know, gay. to gay, <laughs> hang out to be gay. You know, no, they no. never did that. Uh, Not that I'm aware but, of. Uh, no, they don't hang out today or anything. But uh, you know, they have an incredible legacy. I think. Well, I have some interesting trivia about them. Yeah. So first of all, the names. I'm a blank pink. slate here. Obviously, hey, I'm here to help. Yeah. The names Pink and Floyd came from two of Sid Barrett's favorite Carolina bluesmen, Pink Anderson and Floyd Council. Really? So that's interesting. That's where the name came from. How the hell did I not know from. that? Well, now band, you know. Band name origins, I usually know. but Right. Well, I don't know if you've done a lot of Pink Floyd research. I did, so hopefully I'm helping you. No, their music is a little too... It's a little too down and mopey for them to put, be one of my like top five the faves. The Smiths is pretty down and mopey. Yeah, my top five and ten faves usually... I mean, Gilmore ranks higher as a goat guitar player than Pink Floyd does as a band to me. Uh, I mean, Just I, because I, of the musical... The the songs are brilliant. They though, are. David. They are brilliant. They are brilliant. Uh, but and they're way up there. They may be top ten, you know, uh, oh or top God. fifteen. <laughs> but uh, they're not because like... Because they're not happy? That doesn't make any sense. They're amazing. None of them are altogether happy. you got to remember Black Sabbath is like in my pantheon of, you know, uh, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. I mean, they're way up there with that. And they're not exactly the happiest all the time either. But, mm. um, uh, yeah, I don't know why Pink Floyd, uh, 
Musically fascinating, but as a steady diet, not quite exactly. But when they when they, when they get me, they take me completely away. I'm a '70s kid. Remember, we grew up in the '70s. Well, that's why I the, think it's going to be disappointing to all the people listening. Meditative times, listening to Pink Floyd, uh, <laughs> and you like you're listening to uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and you start to yeah, you start to nod off and drift off in space. Off, and all of a sudden, time starts with all the bells and drives you out of your fucking mind. You know? <laughs> wakes you up, you know, when you're kind of nodding off, stoned. You know, I just right now. Bruce, if he's listening to this, whenever this airs, he is shaking his fists at you. No, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying they're not one of my top five bands or anything. That's, but that, that's a problem. Hey, I have. I actually own and possess uh, some of their records. So it's saying something in this day and age. Yes, indeed. Well, in their early carnation, they were the T-Set, Sigma-6, Megadeths, the Abdabs, the Screaming Abdabs, Leonard's Logers, or Logers, I'm not sure, and the Spectrum 5. That, they all kind of suck. Pink Floyd's best. Pink Floyd is definitely best. And Arnold Lane was based on a real person that Roger Waters knew who would steal women's clothes from washing lines. Uh-huh. So it's based on a real person. I love hearing that kind of shit. Um, the animal's cover featured the Battersea Power Station and the Pig Balloon. The balloon and title were both in reference to... George Orwell's Animal Farm, which informed much of the lyrical content. So if you read the book, then you know what the album's about. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Lots of uh, literary references in their work, which I love. They're well-read, very smart men. Um, And one in 12 people own a copy of Dark Side of the Moon. I'm sure. This is what Aborigines have, Dark Side of the Moon. It is Dark Side of the Moon is is the record holder for being on the charts for like twelve years or something like that. It's uh, the third best selling album ever, spending fourteen years on the Billboard charts. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's a that's, that's some bad out of hell shit up there. You know? Come on, uh, well I don't think Bad Out of Hell stayed out long. Uh, no, but Bad Out of Hell is one of the better selling albums of all time. Surprise! I was surprised to find out just how mm. how high a seller it is. That's craziness. Yeah. Bob Geldof starred in the lead role of The Wall. Which is interesting, which kind of... You've seen it, right? ...informs a long time ago. I mean, I was pretty young and it freaked me the fuck out. Uh, The last time Mason, Gilmore, Wright, and Waters would appear together was for Live 8, which is a Geldof production, in 2005. Wow. And the album, The Division Bell... Animals a great album. The Division Bell is a great album. so great. ...was named by author Douglas Adams, author of... The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The gal- oh, that go. is some weird fucking shit. I've read that book. Uh, early in their career, they created visual effects for their live shows in a variety of ways, including covering the lights with colored condoms. Comfortably Numb was inspired by Waters' experience getting a muscle relaxant while combating hepatitis. Really? It's interesting it, it, it to hear the spun, origins of songs. Yeah, I mean, it spun into, okay, rock star, we're going to shoot you full of dope just to you know, keep you on the money machine, get you through the show so you don't freak out on us and everything. You know, Welcome to the machine. The whole bit. I mean, you know. Oh, such a great it, song. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that album. This whole I, Pink Floyd, I can't even get over how amazing they are. I, I just, and their lyrical content is out there and weird, and I like that. I mean, just look at the Metallica stuff. Talk about dark. I mean, holy shit. Metallica is about as dark as they come. Talking about death and hurting each other and killing. And it's just 
it's just I, I think it's good. I like it when stuff stirs me or, or gets me wound up, but that's me. I'm crazy. Well, when I'm listening to Pink Floyd, I'm usually pretty transported, because, but I'm, I'm, I'm mature, very mature, old, and grounded. Because when I hear their stuff, it's like, all your life's not worth a dime. A bleak and hopeless waste of time. I mean, it's, it's their, that's basically their sound. And it's wonderful. I love Dark Side of the Moon is one of the greatest albums ever recorded. But then again, so is Wish You Were Here. Same way. I mean, uh, I, like, I like that they all kind of have some weird theme or, or whatever. And I, I, don't, I don't mind the darkness. I mean, there are times, of course, where we don't want darkness. But nine times out of ten, I'll go there. I want to go on a journey. And I don't care if it's dark. I don't care if it's good. I just want to go. And they take me i want to go where they're going i don't care i'll because you know i'm grounded so i'll come back dark side of the moon and i wish you were here completely takes me away and the wall is really quite a masterpiece in its own way too hmm. so um bruce yeah. is shaking his fists at you hey, hey. he's saying it doesn't make any sense they they are important but when i listen to them i really really get into them but it doesn't come up as often as it would as because, it should as it, sh- as it should because it i'm just should. one of those rock and roller kind of guys you know too sensitive for your own good. No, I just want to rock. That's all. It rocks in a uh, in steady its own way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it kind of it kind of just meanders. Yeah, I mean it, it does rock a bit, but eh, sometimes ro- I just a need a little more octane, a little I more you. amplification. You know, I got you. Um, so that brings us to the end of all of the little factoids I have. I try not to get too many because I could literally like fill a whole evening with facts about these people. But hopefully those were some fun, interesting ones. And you know a little more about Pink Floyd and maybe you want to dive into their catalogs. Yeah, you young things and tender out there going back to school and uh, after all this time with your Pink Floyd shirts that you got, you know, your hey retro rock shirts at Walmart and everything like that. This may be inspired to actually listen to some of the music. Absolutely. Well, now that I'm done with that feature, and I actually have exhausted all of my features for this show, why don't you do some work? A little, a modicum of work, okay? We're going to play a band now. We're going to have another song from a band, The McNicknicks. And we played them before on the show. We've even played this song, but it's been a while, so we feel justified playing it again. And uh, there's been a development in the story. Actually, since then, uh, we, they're also, uh, we've played them over on Butterflies and Hurricanes, too. Since then, lead guitarist Chick McNicknicks, not his real name, I'm suspecting, uh, has passed on, unfortunately, and I knew him, and uh, we all knew him, and he played with a lot of people. He played with the Maloa Warriors. But this is classic punk, like the Ramones, only with a twist, because brevity certainly is the soul of wit in the case of the Ramones and the McNicknicks. Uh, Chick sent me uh, a couple years back a big collection of songs, 35 songs in 60 minutes. Okay, now that... It's concise. That is succinctness, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, because I have 15 songs, and it's 59 minutes, and that's, wow. You that know, seems like a lot of songs. It's classic but punk, but it's damn. evident on every single track that the musicianship is several cuts above what's needed or expected mm. from, you know, this just the punk I really genre. love this song. Yes. It's oh, great. yeah. And there's they, they go way farther than this, too. And they give us everything from the puerile rants of junior high school with songs with titles like, What the fuck? And Brain in My Dick. But it's also contrasted with wry humor and shrewd observations, uh, like uh, songs like uh, Closet Conformist and some offbeat stuff like Road Pizza, which I actually had a song called Road Pizza once way back in the day, and you don't want to know. Okay, mm. you really don't. Uh, sometimes <laughs> the snarky wit manifests itself in what appears to be piss takes at icons like the Ramones and Led Zeppelin, but they also have plenty of self-deprecating humor, and uh, something I can really relate to uh, in that case. And um, this song is 
an example, but there are plain ones. But this gives you some kind of indication that we're not dealing with uh, your average bear, your average punk bear here. Uh, another thing that makes them stand out is uh, the guitar solos that Chick McNicknicks would play, uh, similar to Robert Fripp and Adrian Blue and Reeves Gabriels and all these kind of David Bowie-type guys. And uh, there are devious tempo changes, and the musicianship is like said, several cuts above. And uh, so I was pleasantly surprised. Listen to the entire catalog of the McNicknicks and whatever you can find on them, and I'll tell you where in a minute you should. In the meantime, we're going to listen to a song called You Don't Know Nothing. And uh, this one is, has a bit of a menace to it, and I kind of feel that's pretty cool. Uh, it's pure escapist adrenaline, and I swear on occasion, singer actually sounds quite a bit like Lemmy. So this is uh, just an old-fashioned runaway train punk beatdown, and you're going to love the McNicknicks with You Don't Know Nothing.
All right, you don't know nothing from the McNicknicks, and that's not just retro-sounding punk. That's actual retro-punk. The McNicknicks were operating back in the late 80s and early 90s, and what you're hearing is uh, Gold from the Vaults. So you can check them out if you can find whatever you can find over on Facebook at McNicknicks. That's M-C-K-N-I-C-K-N-I-X. I'm having a siesta. Yes, and there appears to be a siesta on here. There's been a a carefully crafted break for Christina here. (laughs) And due to the shrewd machinations of the showrunner here, I told you she knew what she was doing. Okay, she set up a show that even I couldn't derail and has also worked in some me time, some downtime. (sighs) See, she gets a breather now. I just did a song. Now I got to do a feature called Nice to Tweet You. Hang on a second. (laughs) Showrunner, cracking the whip here. Well, this feature, we highlight how band members met. How old were they? Where were they? I'm not sure we have the answer to all those questions. Was it a chance meeting, or did the rock gods intervene? And unusual band meeting stories are not that easy to come by. It's, it's Often it's, oh, somebody ran an ad, blah, blah. There might be an interesting component someplace, but the meetings themselves are usually by design. Somebody's looking for somebody. They're running a personals ad, or, I mean, they're running a uh, hookup ad for musicians. But in this case... It was by chance, and we're talking about a group that I think we both uh, sign on for, uh, iconic pop duo Hall and Oates. Oh, come Love them. Daryl Hall and John Oates. I mean, they are a dose of heaven. I love them. And, you know, Hall and Oates is not wham, okay? It's not no. like, you know, one guy does everything, the other guy's like, hi, here I am. I Just, love wham, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, but I mean... Uh, it's true. They both John share Hall, the load. Yeah, John Hall is not... The Andrew Ridgely of no. Hall and Oates. I mean, he sings backup vocals as Andrew Ridgely did, but he's also a guitar player and songwriter. And uh, they honestly crafted pop magic together, but how did it happen? Mm. So I found an article, and of course there's no reason to fact check it, because what are the consequences if we got it wrong? Who would make this stuff up? There's no reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way they're described, I don't know how to take this. I don't know if this is cynical or not. Pennsylvanian yacht rock legends, Daryl Hall and John Oates, and I'm like... You know, is that a piss take right there? I do not want to be Yacht Rock. I'm just telling you straight up. I don't think they are. I think they're a very fine pop duo. They're a little Yacht. They're a little Yachty, maybe. And they're also a little soft. I don't want to be Yacht or soft. Well, yeah, they're softer than you or I would want to be on a regular basis. But they make some hella pop. I I love them. I I don't want them them to change a thing. No, they got it, man. So uh, now uh, they might have become famous for their slick sounds, but their initial meeting was anything but smooth. Mm. The kiss-on-my-list hitmakers were both due on stage in different acts at the Adelphi Ballroom in West Philadelphia one night in, get this, 1967. What? When an almighty ruckus broke out amongst some frat boys. Damn frat boys. Things soon escalated with knives and chains appearing. (gasps) Oh, my God. Followed by a panic as shots rang out. You know, that's what shots do. They ring out. They do ring. They ring. ring out. It was a dark and stormy night. A shot rang out. Of course. I don't know if it was a stormy night, but there was panic at the disco. Okay, not the disco, but there was trouble at this show here. I just here. want to know, why doesn't it say a shot pachinged? Like, pa-ching. pa-ching. yeah. It had to ring out. Yeah. Ring out actually makes it sound kind of inviting. It sounds nice. Kind of yeah. nice, yeah. When you say a shot, pa-ching. Oh, that, yeah. what a wonderful night. Shots are ringing out. Yeah, you know? oh, I love it when shots I mean, ring. Christmas bells, shots, whatever. Same yeah, thing. same yeah, thing. Same thing. So, Daryl Hall tells us, we were on the upper floor and there was a lift down to the street. So I ran and jumped into it and John Oates was in it too, Hall told the Independent. I said, oh, well, you didn't get to go on either. How you doing? You go to Temple University? 
I go to Temple University. See you later. Bye. That was it. That's how we met. The pair began to see each other around more often, uh, thrown together via happenstance like that. You know, you see someone on campus, you're going to start talking to them. Sure. And uh, often as they socialized in similar circles. A shared interest in music, yeah, mm-hmm. they were going on stage, so they must have been doing music, uh, Yeah, led them to firstly becoming roommates, and ultimately to six American number one singles, and I would have sworn it was more. Oh, that's it? Maybe there were a, a handful of twos and threes, because I'm sorry, damn. they had a lot of They're damn They're prolific. Hits, selling 13 million albums in the U.S. alone. And uh, it's not likely, since they all had their musical ambitions before, or aspirations, that they would have... Uh, bothered, except they got thrown together in an elevator. They nobody was running an ad. There they were. Oh, I might as well keep talking to this guy. You know, hey, we both missed yeah. the show. You know, and uh, came up with one hella good pop group. And uh, hooray for uh, Hall and Oates uh, coming and together like rock. that. Yacht rock. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Yacht rock for life. You I know? mean, yeah. I, I'm. I, don't, I mean, I'll tell you right now. If you look at my Pandora list or my iHeartRadio. It certainly says Christina's listened to soft rock in the last, you know, several months. Because I'm that girl. Sometimes I want some good soft rock. I don't want to be soft or adult rock or adult contemporary or any of that shit. You know, and, and I'm not one of those guilty pleasure people. I mean, I'm not ashamed of anything I listen to. But it, it's pretty fucked up that uh, some of the services actually tell you what your friends are listening to. Oh, yeah. It's like, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it's just like, so-and-so listen to this. It's like, it's none of my business, you know. I mean, I'm not going to think it less of them or anything unless he's listening to, like, you know, uh, Post Malone or something. But uh, no... <laughs> Uh, they it's actually good to know that, that, there that there's services. a threshold of there's judgment. There's a threshold. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I think it's Spotify, actually. Used to, at least, tell <laughs> you what your friends were listening to. And it's like, that's none of my damn business. <laughs> anyway. That's but, interesting. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, I wonder what people would say about there. would be like, so you listen to Tool, and then you listen to 1986 music. Yes, I do. I'm all over the fucking world. That's map. right. That's right. Listen to the Partridge Family. I mean. And listen to uh, Metallica. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, right on. Yeah, right on. Same, same, same thing to me. Same thing. Yeah. Well, is your siesta over? Yes, I, I'm good. I I had a sangria, of course, virgin, of course, you know, just so it's a bunch of juice. I I can attest to. And uh, it was delicious. Uh, but now I must do my duty, which is to tell you what the new theme is. So obviously we have a theme, and this theme has been a little more broad, shall we say, lately, because we wanted to go ahead and allow you folks who have a specific genre to submit. So we're doing another free bird. We're going to do a series of free birds. I don't know when it'll end. I don't know. Nope. Uh, for this time, well, for free bird, this time we are doing progressive rock, also known as art rock, classical rock, or symphonic rock. Now, this is a genre close to my heart because I love prog rock, I love classic rock, and I love symphonic rock. So this is kind of in my wheelhouse, and we happen to play prog rock. Um you know, as a sense. So very interesting. So let's define what the hell this means. So musicians that typically abandon pop traditions and create music for listening instead of dancing. Now, you know, I like to uh, dabble in both, but I will say, you know, if I'm going to listen to music to dance to, I listen to dance music. But if I want to just get lost, I listen to music that I'm not necessarily going to dance around to. Hopefully, is sent kind of finds you somewhere in the middle where you want to bang your head a little bit. Maybe you're not going to make up a dance to it, but you're kind of rocking out. That's our goal. Rock music you can dance to, whereas yes. nobody in this case is not what we're looking for, actually. Right. In this case, uh, progressive rock is like, I mean, nobody shakes their booty to shine on you crazy diamond. I don't. I mean, no. you know, no, it's impossible. 
So they typically also push Rock's technical and compositional boundaries, which is certainly true, which is why I love them. They may use instrumentation that's usually typical of other genres like flute, sax, violin, keyboard, synthesizers, etc. You know, obviously... There's a lot of weird things. Even theremin is one of the things that you'll hear people use. Just some crazy stuff. Um, and they also shirk traditional 4-4 time signatures that are typically found in pop. So, um, you know, for example, we have violin. songs in 13. We have songs in 7. We have songs in 5 as part of a set. And that was, uh, that's by design. It's just, it's what we like. We keep, it keeps this interest, it keeps it interesting for us. And hopefully the audience who doesn't often know they're listening to a different time signature because of how it's packaged. So it's fun. It's interesting. And some examples are Pink Floyd, King Crimson, Yes, Rush, Jethro Tull, Opeth, Porcupine Tree, The Pineapple Thief, A Perfect Circle, ELP, Stephen Wilson, Genesis, 70s, and many, many more. So, Send in your progressive rock, also known as art rock, classic rock, or symphonic rock to bofonair at gmail.com. We want to play your music. All right. Well, now that you know the new theme, oh, gosh, this is the part that is tough. It's tough for me. I don't want to lie to you. It's, uh, it's the part where I get sad because it's the end of the show, but I get happy because I get to assign your asses some work. And what I'm assigning you this time is Joni Mitchell. What do you think of Joni? What do you think of her jazz phase? What do you think of Joni in general? Are you in? Are you out? Are you a folk person? Are you not a folk person? Talk to us. Tell us what you think of Joni Mitchell. We'll put it out there and we look forward to you telling us what you think. And then we will reveal what we think about Joni Mitchell. And I expect this one to be... Now, we've, uh, I'm sure we've outed ourselves before, but we're not going to say anything now. Don't say anything. I am sure that this one is going to be polarizing and somewhat conditional. It's going to be Agreed. Like, okay, this, 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 yeah. It's, it's, this is going to be awesome version, baby yes. all over again. Yeah. You know, the U2 thing. <laughs> right. So. This U2 and versus this U2. Yeah, so I agree. So in on Joni Mitchell. Yes. And, uh, all right, let's wrap this puppy up on a neat little blanket. The next from What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather is a new episode of... Winging it. And remember, your boys are coming at you every week. Subscribe to our feed at both on air, B O A F on air dot podbean dot com. And enable notifications so you never miss a show. Or subscribe and listen on your favorite platform. It could be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more, much, much, much more. And well, you know what to do. We know what to do. Actually, we don't have anything to do. Uh, <laughs> the only thing we've done left, what we need to do. We, we have done what we need to do, and <laughs> I guess that. Oh wait, wait! There is one thing. Oh, there's one thing. I'm I sorry? guess that only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.